Want to advertise on this podcast? Email sponsorshiplollipop at gmail.com. It's Trevcast with Trevor Thompson. Oh yeah, just uh, just blew smoke right into the mic. You know why? I'll give you one guess. It's because I'm high. That's right. And it's uh, it's a lovely morning. It's it's eight. 20 a.m. on a Wednesday, and uh, on a Wednesday that we haven't uh, we haven't done uh, too much. Uh, I haven't done two shale douche in two weeks. Uh, I've been kind of just prepping for uh, a big event here in my life, uh, and I'm going to get into that, but. Um, I basically want to accent that today's a really... It's, a, it's an early morning. I got up at 6. Or actually, I got up at 5.20. And I uh, decided to make a podcast instead of going to work, which is driving for Uber and Lyft. Because it's, a, it's an interesting day, and it's a windy morning. It's going to be blustery all day, for those of you that remember Winnie the Pooh. Remember that terminology? It's going to be a blustery day. Well, it's going to be a blustery day. Really windy. Uh, sunny, but windy. So I'm going to go outside in a minute here. Take you guys with me on it. you know? Because uh, the weather, in addition to just being the... What the fudge? Okay, it's going to be like that, is it? The mic is going to be difficult. Not difficult, difficult. If I was gonna ever, you know, uh, exist in a in a cult, I would want it to be not difficult, but it could be difficult. I would never join a difficult. <laughs> All right, my corny jokes are now over. Except that that's not true. They're never over. That's what makes them corny cornier than a scarecrow's dildo so what i'm doing right now is i'm uh getting rid of these stupid blinds so i can go outside and holy shit it is really blowing out there get nice okay you know what i don't think the uh, my headphones are gonna reach but i can go outside here a little bit going on my porch so yeah it's pretty uh, nice it's pretty windy out here I love the fact that I don't have to drive today if I don't want to had to drive yesterday I mean I didn't have to but it was necessary to have fundage to fund the things you want to do and uh, the weather has kind of played uh, also a kind of crucial role on this podcast, Trevcast. I did a, a show, I don't know how long ago now, about maybe half a year ago. I'm just going to keep the door open on, uh, on this weather just to kind of set the mood, set the ambiance. I like that kind of stuff. Um, but, uh, the weather itself has kind of been a, uh, big influence on, uh, this podcast episode number 13, pussy beater, or I'm sorry, pussy buster. Damn. Damn. I'm so glad I, I can just chill here today. It's, it's really nice out, you know, brisk, you know, uh, here in Atlanta, but, um, episode 13, pussy buster. Uh, it was, it was a different situation. It was raining like a mother <laughs> fucker. I had to add that because 
I'm not, uh, I don't have enough soul. Uh, don't these mics sound totally different? Can't you tell? It's like I did absolutely no work whatsoever before the, uh, the show to fix these things. But hey, what can you do? When the board is not even a year old and it's already breaking on you, and yet for some reason Behringer is like the number one. I hate, I don't like Behringer. Anyway, Tom Behringer, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> so, uh, Pussy Buster is uh, when the storm is a brewing, and uh, and um, I tell a story about how much I love uh, I love being able to just sit on the porch and not go anywhere when it's uh, raining, you know, and thundering, and that's what was going on uh, in this episode of Pussy Buster when I tell this story. Uh, actually, I can't tell it right now because, uh, hang on, I have to put this up to the level that it needs to be so that you can hear it. And once again, here it is, Trevcast episode 13, Pussy Buster, where I explain my love of storm watching. What, what is the spawn? I think when I was a kid, um, we lived in a little town west of uh, Philadelphia in west of Philadelphia born and raised white as fuck and didn't have to worry about shit um, except for thunderstorms because um, uh, you know we we grew up in a little town called Wayne Pennsylvania and it was actually Radnor Township and it was very very white it was upper middle class um, very well to do and so the problem for me and my little sister, the only real problems, if, if any, uh, were waking up in the middle of the night in the summer to a raging thunderstorm, you know? Um, and uh, I don't know what happened, but just one, one you know, the, the, the typical thing to do, the go-to, of course, when you're that age, is to run into bed with mommy and daddy, right? Well... I don't know. I think maybe I was six and my sister four. Yeah, something like that. Um, we run into the room, mom and dad's room. And rather than, I mean, they, they understood that we were scared, but rather than indulge us this time to just, you know, sit in bed, you know, with them, they said, come, come with us. And, um, in the guest room of our of our, I guess it would be four story, three story house, uh, townhouse, not townhouse, you fucker, Victorian house. Um, the guest room on the second floor, which is of course where the bedrooms are, uh, there was a little, I don't know what you'd call it, green room, greenhouse, garden, enclosing the closing glass like a greenhouse. Nigga fell through that. Ever since then, he kind of developed a speech impediment. Um, so yeah, we had a little greenhouse kind of thing in the, the other, in the guest room, and that thing was pretty much you know panoramic um, with uh, you know panoramic windows. I mean, you had them all across the. Th- I mean, it's a greenhouse, Trev. We understand. Uh, it wasn't a greenhouse, a proper greenhouse, but it was a an adjacent room with a shit ton of windows that when grandma, it was also known as grandma's room, that when grandma was there, my father's mother, uh, it, it damn sure became as close to a green room as it could because she had a green thumb um, and a gray vagina. I assume, I don't know. Um, <laughs> and now the, uh, the thunder and lightning is, lightning is kicking up and I guess it's my, my grandmother, grandma, getting mad at me. So who knows? Anyway, um, so this, this, you know, extra little room, uh, basically a green room, but not really, and had a couch in it, so you could just sit and look out, you know, onto the, um, onto the yard. We had a very big yard, I'm proud to say, and, you know, nice trees and everything, and my mom and dad took me and my sister into this room for the purposes of exposing us basically to to the thunder and lightning and the storm and everything and it was just like you can't you come to this room and you can't escape it it's everywhere 
the only thing the only thing you can really do to look away is to like cover your your eyes but it's it's right there but we are in the the pinnacle of of comfort and safeness you know there's a there's a there's a blanket they brought the blanket with them and everything so it was the same thing as getting into bed but now we were just you know confronted with the storm and it was just you know they just said to us look this is this is all it is this is this is everything you're scared of you know it's it's loud and you know there's 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 water you know it's rain lightning but and and basically noises you know is is all it really is but if you sit here and sit and watch with us and see for yourself that nothing bad happens you know it's just startling occasionally and we sat there for a good i don't know what it was an hour hour 45 minutes and observed it more or less in silence i mean we would talk occasionally and we were scared at first but eventually it just became beautiful eventually it just became this thing that's like you know what i I don't want to be out in it, but it's definitely something that I don't have to worry. I mean, it's beautiful. You get to observe it. It's kind of like going to the zoo, you know, and watching the monkeys fuck. It's nothing like that. I apologize for ruining the moment, but the thing is, folks, it's Tuesday night. I thought I was going to be doing a podcast, and then I thought, you know what, maybe now that I don't, I can't you know, do a podcast, maybe I'll go do a, you know, an, an open mic, go to the stand-ups thing, and, well, here for yourself, folks, this is what's going on right now, let me go out onto the porch, this is it. You know, and I feel like I, I want to interview the, uh, the, the storm right now, that's what I'm going to do, I'm going to interview the storm. Because I basically have, I'm on the edge of the, uh, I'm on the edge, man. I'm on the edge of the balcony right now. And I'm getting a little bit wet, but everything's okay. Everything's cool. And I got the mic handheld. And I feel like Mr. Horse. Although, I have my shirt off and my neighbors can see me. So basically what I am is Mr. Horse's ass. (laughs) But I am sitting here like Mr. Horse looking at the rain and saying, Excuse me, Mr. Storm. What are your feelings about that warmth? Would have been so great if we got a thunderclap right when I said that. You know, like, because what, you know, a thunderclap would be, no, sir, I don't like it. This is all Ren and Stimpy stuff, by the way, for if you have no idea what I'm talking about. But if you don't know what I'm talking about, then what the figgity fuck? And uh, I'm also an idiot because I came out here. I came out here, man. What an idiot. I should come inside, man. Come inside a girl. I came outside here in my bare feet. Yeah, I actually have uh, uh, shoes on before I I put shoes on to do this podcast because I knew I was going to be going outside and uh, letting the wind make noises and crap. But uh, anyway, that's uh, me telling the whole story and my love of, of stormy weather. And I'm telling that story to tell another story. <laughs> it will be relevant, though, in a minute. Um, by the way, I think you can, uh, on the other mic, I think you can, yeah, you can kind of hear the, uh, it's kind of died down a little bit, the uh, the storm, or not the storm, but it's it's got that, you know, when you look on your uh, your phone app, your weather app uh, on your iPhone, and it says, uh, you know, the, it has that, like, you know, curly, thin white lines that look like a Santa's beard kind of thing. Uh, it, it, uh, that, that means it's going to be windy today. And it said it's going to be windy all day. And you know, it's been windy since say windy again, you fat fuck. Uh, it's going to be blustery. Uh, according it, it has been since, uh, I like 6am when I got up, um, or five ten, really, when I got up. Which, by the way, I got up with the intention of thinking, you know, I should uh, go take advantage, of the, take advantage of these peak hours with uh, Lyft and uh, Uber. But I can't see at night when it's dark. I can't see. 
I mean, I can see, but what I have problems with is, is uh, you know, extreme, you know, headlights, like, you know, bright lights, or even just, bright light, bright light, you know, just, uh, you know, I can't really judge how f- close or far um, other vehicles are that are coming the other way. And the thing is, uh, <laughs> that's not good. The thing is that the <laughs> about it is that it's kind of like when you watch, if you watch Netflix and you have the your monitor, if you're watching it on a computer or something like that, and uh, you, uh, you know, you turn up the, the brightness on a dark scene a little too much and you can see the pixels of the darkness, you know, in the black. And it's like, you know, one one degree darker here and it's just this big square and stuff. It's kind of like that for me where it's not pixelated, but. I can only just vaguely see the other shape amidst the other level of darkness, whatever, when there's like a giant, when there's a headlight pointing at me basically at night, if that makes any sense. It's like, I can, I can walk at night. I don't recommend it in this neighborhood, but I don't walk at, you know, I can walk at night and not, you know, go bumping into shit and everything. But there's something about, uh, you know, cause I do stand up, you know, occasionally and go to open mics and stuff like that. And, you know, if I ha- if there's like two or three open mics that are within walking distance, and I find somewhere to park, walking around all night, I got no problem. But if I have to drive from one place to another, it's a pain in the ass. Anyway, <laughs> maybe instead of the winds of change, we should call this episode. I told you that story to tell you this story. So it's I since Sunday, uh, I I've been. Uh, doing the late night and early morning uh, Uber and Lyft stuff. I hadn't been doing it because of the inability to see so well at, at night. Um, but I just, you know, I, re- I did it one day and found <laughs> that I made almost $100 within the, fir- the first four hours, you know, from 6 a.m. to 10 a.m., which is normally a little more than what I make going 11 hours straight from, like, you know, 8.30 to 6.30 or 7.30 to 6.30 with an hour for lunch or something. You know, it's just a lot less work. So, um, I, uh, so I woke up today thinking I was going to take advantage of these peak hours, mainly because tomorrow I might, I might have the opportunity to do that, but I might not because tomorrow is, uh, when I'm going on my vacation, I'm, uh, going to Kentucky and, uh, it's, um, it is good. Uh, I say that as Borat because I'm so funny. Uh, so this is, there's a few reasons why this might be the last Trevcast, uh, or maybe at least the last Trevcast for a while. Uh, because this, the whole premise of this, essentially, initially, at least, I'm not beyond evolution. Again, the winds of change. This could be the winds of change. Um, uh, has been based on an embracing of misogyny in a way that isn't degrading to women but in a way that gives, as Garrison Keillor once said, uh, shy persons the strength, unquote, to do, to do things. And basically, the, the, you know, we, it's a weird stereotype to say, but women do respond better to confidence than they do to sheepish men. Because, you know, women would rather be with somebody who is a winner, at least in their mind. And, um, and it's just kind of a thing. Um, and so to kind of, you know, a lot of guys corner, not corner, uh, um, push down the, the things that we don't like about women, the things that I dare say we hate about women, um, that we, you know, certain sacrifices that we have to make, that we feel they don't appreciate. And so 
we curb it all with the hope that we don't have to deal with that um, with women. And it's not a good thing to do because it's not honest. So my whole approach had, you know, in the last, see if I'm going to be 40 this year, I would say the last seven years, eight years with me has just been, you know, don't hate women, but use the basis of what you, of what that hate is to just have the confidence to talk to them like they're an equal, not like, not, you know, to kind of stop. Cause if you're, if you're a romantic guy at heart, which I think I am, um, you, uh, sometimes we try a little too hard and we, uh, we need to, uh, I don't want to say, oh, knock them down a peg or anything, but you, you women, women want to be treated right, but they don't want to be idolized. Damn, the fucking, the wind's kicking up again. You can hear it there. I'm going to put on the other mic, so that, uh, that ambiance, as they say, is there. That's a lot of noise. <laughs> yes, live radio done horribly. Yeah, just put the, uh, the other mic out side so that we could get uh, get the wind which uh, is pumping quite nicely yes um, anyway as I've mentioned on Touche Old Douche dear friends um, those that are kind enough to listen to that show too might remember that I've um, recently uh, announced that I, I have a girlfriend a term that I'm not used to using. And another term that I'm not used to using. I love you. And, I, you know, it's, it's the kind of thing I'm always obsessing over. Don't say it if you, if you don't mean it, you know. Like, don't apologize for things if you're not truly sorry. Search your soul and figure out if you are truly sorry... But if you, you know, are, are truly wrong, but if you're if you're not if you don't <laughs> don't degrade what an apology is by apologizing for things you don't aren't truly sorry for, because then if you apologize for that, like you know, in a false way, people will eventually. If you start apologizing, it's going to devalue something you're truly sorry about. It just I believe that. So where was I? Oh, here's the thing. There's another uh, there's another thing going on here, folks, that you need to know about. I'm high. I am high. I'm high. It's fucking Dave Chappelle. Did it sound like Dave Chappelle? I don't know. Um. But uh, yeah. So, uh, Amy is uh is my girlfriend now, and uh, she um. She and I met on uh, Facebook, which just saying that kind of fucking stings a little. <clears throat> it stings a little because I um, I didn't want to like, I, I didn't and don't want to like Facebook, but I do. And um, I kind of, you know, but I met her through people that I like, uh, specifically Joe Rockefeller. A comedian friend of mine from LA um, and uh, we we talked a lot um, and uh, on Facebook and then I kind of went through a depression kinda I totally went through a depression what do you mean kinda I went through a depression let's say it um, and uh Rather than have to, you know, build myself up and channel into a, a, an area of hatred for women in order to speak to her, just like, on, on, you know, and not worship her, but speak to her on a, you know, 
equal level, I guess. Uh, which is not always the case with women that I've been with in the past seven or eight years. Um, I didn't. I didn't have to channel any hatred, especially since I couldn't channel any hatred because I was so depressed at the time. My defenses were down, which you know <laughs> may even also be the may even also be my undoing. Um, but uh, I believe people are good, and I trust people. And uh, I, you know, that's that's a principle I w- I'm willing to die by. Um, even if it just sends a message, and that's the only purpose of it. Um, but uh, I don't know. I don't know that anybody listens enough to this show to send a message. But hey, uh, <clears throat> so Amy and I are uh, we are one. <laughs> Actually, we're two, and uh, we're going up to uh, to a. a a place between, uh, you know, like a, a halfway point between where we, where she lives and where I live. And we're going to see, man. <laughs> Seaman. <laughs> oh, yes, there will be sex. You know, but uh, who knows, man? She could, uh, we could, we could really hit it off and there would be less reason to continue doing these. There's no reason not to, you know, there's no straight up, let's never do this again, but, you know, never say never, but I do, uh, I do feel that since this show is based, it's called AKA the mail room, you know, the Trevcast, um, a little battle do ya, as we say, um, damn, it's another big old gust of wind, it is gonna be, it is blustery, oh yes, the winds of change. So, um, yes, you hear that? Oh, that's great. <laughs> I don't know. I, it's gonna be cold where we're going. I thought it. I, I thought. Uh, I thought it was gonna be nice. I don't know why I thought it was gonna be warmer. I'm going north of where where I am. So, yeah, she's. Uh, so we, we figured out, you know, the, the halfway point. And I don't know, you know, I don't know that, uh, I, I want, I believe 100%. I don't know 100%, but I believe 100% based on all the conversation we've had and experience since, you know, us getting together that, uh, this could be the beginning of something really great. I did not put those birds in, like, for dramatic effect. That's really what's going on out there. But there is, there's always the, uh, the other possibility that, you know, you don't know this person. <laughs> you know? She's really funny, though, you know, and I look for that kind of stuff. She's really, she's really brainy in a weird way. She's a, she's a, you know, a book. <laughs> I forget what this is from. A book gook. There was some 80s movie or something where they, where the girl called somebody a book gook. I can't remember what it was, uh, but like a book nerd. Yeah, she's really into Edgar Allan Poe. Uh, yeah, I read, I read her, uh, Edgar Allan Poe in my, my best, uh, my best voice, which is, uh, actually, <laughs> Emo Phillips. <laughs> I can't imagine reading is that Emo Phillips, you know, like the Raven. <laughs> Once upon a midnight dearie. <laughs> my my testicles are too low to the ground now to to possibly and effectively do emo. I used to be able to do him fairly well. 
I love to go to the park and watch the little children running, jumping, screaming. They don't know I'm using blanks. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I don't, um, she's really funny. She, uh, <laughs> I, I love to tell the story about Amy. She, uh, <laughs> her house is, uh, is, uh, she has a house and she gets to live there with her cats. Doesn't have any roommates, which like me, you know, at, at our age, this is lucky. And a big gust of wind there. Um, it is starting to get chilly, though, in here. I'll hold out as long as I can, but it is starting to get chilly. <laughs> uh, her, she got a lot of broken shit in her house. You know, it's like she, she, she's got a fucked up shower situation. She got a fuck, you know, a broken garbage disposal. I think she said she she can only go to the to the bathroom in her downstairs basement bathroom because the other other toilet is upstairs and so she I'm at the uh, grocery store and she texts me and she goes hey I finally fixed my garbage disposal and I go oh my god that's great how'd you do that and she goes I fucked a repair guy (laughs) And I laughed. I was so caught off guard. I laughed so hard. <laughs> I, I, I sound like a maniac. <laughs> like, it was just, I couldn't fucking, I didn't know she was setting me up for a joke. And really, she wasn't. She just saw the situation and, and put a punchline in there. And uh, it, I laughed so fucking hard that everyone, there were like four people that saw me in the frozen food section laughing like a maniac and just looked at me like, what the hell? <laughs> And it's like, it's not, you know, like 1997, like, you know, someone looking at a, a, at a phone and laughing like, you know, that would be unusual then people looked at me like it was unusual that I was looking at my phone and laughing hysterically in, in 2018. I find that hypocritical, quite frankly, but who cares what I find it? She's really funny is the point. (laughs) Um... She had a really funny uh, story. I mean, I I brag about this woman sometimes to to people in the car. I was like, man, my girl's all right. You know, uh, she had a. I don't know if I want to tell this story. She had a um, an incident at her job with a uh, with a millennial, and uh, the millennial works underneath her. Amy is a, is a manager and, uh, the, there, another employee there under her is a little prickly, little icy, little cold. And, uh, Amy has taken it on herself, on, on herself to kind of tell this person, Hey, look, you should, uh, figure something out. Cause you know, people are pe- people, People notice that you're not the nicest person. Maybe you don't mean to be doing etc. etc. So she volunteered to start bringing in donuts every Friday for everybody, and that seemed to like cool things off for a bit. But then this millennial, who again works underneath, uh, well, I guess they all do. Uh, Amy um, is um, she's a, a bigger girl, and she has diabetes, and she says. Hey, uh, I can't eat those donuts. I'm a diabetic. And Amy says, I think something like, well, you know, you can, can you just, can you not eat them at all? Or can you just, is it a, like, is there a certain amount? Because I think she'd said that she'd been, you know, snacking on like ham, like honey baked ham. Uh, no joke, which, you know, the jokes really write themselves, so I don't really need to <laughs> go there. It's like, hey, this, hey, this, she's cannibalistic. This pig's eating a big pig. Like, it just, it, you know, it works, you know, it works its way, but it's funny. We all know that it's funny. Uh, anyway, she, instead of uh, it being about, you know, having one and dying, it was about self-control. She 
she could have one or two and not worry about, you know, going into a diabetic coma, you know, shock. Um, it's just that she claimed if I have one, I'll have like five of them, you know, and then I'll fucking, you know, I, I, it's not fair to me. You know, it's not fair for you to bring this stuff. And I mean, forget, forgetting completely the fact that, uh, you know, she, uh, could just have one or two, you know, and exhibit some self-control. Besides, how many donuts is this girl bringing in? If you're going to eat five of them, that's like, you know, half the office anyway. So just, you know, control yourself anyway. Like, And, and if not, you can't control yourself, exhibit some manners. But Amy, being a good person and also tolerant of stuff that, by the way, I would never be tolerant of, which is why... I'm a podcaster and a, and a Lyft Uber driver and a wannabe comedian and a YouTuber and nothing else. <laughs> I mean, I do stand up occasionally, but, you know, who gives a shit, right? Um, I do open mics. But the point, there was a point. I grind myself into a thing. And then now I, I think I do need to close the, uh, the door here because it is getting chilly here, so. Hold on one second. Let me just close this here. Hello. I'm at the other mic now. And we are closing the chamber doors. I did it this way because I wanted to create more ambient noise. Because here's the thing. If I put that back up there like this, and I put an echo chamber on this mic... It can sound like the thunder that I wanted it to be. Thunder. See, that's exactly what thunder sounds like. Yes. Or you could you could do like the old uh, Howard Stern used to do on, on uh, the DC show. Have conversations with God. Hello, God. Hello, Howard. Ah, are you up this morning? I'm up every morning avoiding your show. Ah, oh, thanks, God. You're welcome, my son. Yeah. Anyway, um, so I wanted to close the, wanted to close the uh <laughs> the door here because it's getting real chilly. My nips are getting hard. It was great. Anyway. So uh, I I really like Amy. I mean I love Amy. Um, but uh, you know I don't I don't know her in real life, and uh, this is kind of in a weird way. This is scary. In a weird way, this is this feels safe, and. Uh, the only thing I can really take umbrage in is uh, I didn't have I didn't have the courage to do this kind of thing when I was younger. The courage to do what? Well, that, does that necessarily mean driving across country because you believe you love somebody and you want to be with them? physically I've done that so it can't mean that when it comes to being brave about this what it has to mean probably is that um, I haven't really been brave enough to uh, embrace somebody that could love me because I didn't really I wasn't really loving myself too much for a while there which is to say, it's not like you can't, you know, function. There was only a month or two there where I really couldn't function. Um, and it was, you know, feeling really depressed and bummed out. But, you know, you, I mean, you, can, you, can, you can hate yourself and still function. Um, oh, my God. Did my fucking freezer just turn on in the middle of my big impassioned speech? That's ridiculous. I should have a discussion with the uh, 
with the building superintendent. Actually, I need to call them anyway uh, because I got no water pressure. I had to, <laughs> I had to clean this morning. You know, with uh, I had to plug up the sink and just let for like fifteen minutes let the uh, the loose hot water build up in the in the sink and just go from there man uh, fucking frontier style <laughs> uh but yeah i was saying that um there's certainly been a handful of uh, people in the last uh damn I remember my belly there sorry uh, uh in the last 10 years that uh i would say that i've truly loved there's been more that i thought i loved but uh it's been a while since I felt it so quickly, you know, for, for, for this one, for Amy. And uh, I, I gather that she felt that way earlier than me. But uh, my, my big worry was that, you know, it's, it's based on my Facebook profile. And stuff that I say via direct message, which, you know, as honest as it can be, it's still a projection. It's still the best that you think you can be. For me, it is anyway. The stuff that you post, the stuff that you say, the, the, the stuff that you link to. And in my case, the Ferris Wheelhouse stuff that we put out there. You know, because on that and, and and Twitter, you know, that's how we. It's another way that we get the uh, the the podcasts out and the Looney Tunes stuff, and the remixes and the Mystery Science stuff, and the reviews and everything else that we do here at the Wheelhouse. But we just, you know, we it's still a projection, all of it. So there was that worry. Is that is you know. Is this is this person falling in love with me, or you know, not falling in love, but you know, essentially she was. But but uh, was she was she into me, or was she into whatever you know part of this that is just the good bits? You know, I didn't. Uh, I wouldn't. I wasn't in. The, I wasn't really the type to post things when I was bummed out. Although I did write a mission statement. When, uh, <laughs> I wish I could find that actually. I'm going to look that up. Um, cause I didn't, I didn't read it on Ted and I think I wanted to, I think they wanted me to actually, they probably didn't care. <laughs> and I say, uh, Jimmy and Sean, my co-hosts, they didn't care and neither should you. It is because you go boo-hoo-hoo. Um, yeah, it's going to have to, it's going to be a lot of scrolling here that I'm going to have to go through, but um, I'll just keep at it. Um, you know, uh, loosely uh, re remembering. Oh, wait a minute. Do hold on. I think I found it. Yes. Oh, yes. I found it right here. Yes. Uh, to friends and family of this is what I wrote when uh, it was December 1st 2017 the height of my uh, depression and the the beginning of, of me realizing that Amy was really down to to stick around with me because at this point you know I was leaving Facebook because I was depressed and and you, you'll hear that in this this uh, this big post. But um, this speech, it really is a speech. But uh, I, requ I request in here that everybody, you know, get in touch with me if I'm talking to you on, on direct message and we'll go to email. And indeed, go to email. We did, me and Amy, and not too long after that, phone conversations and, uh, and more. So, which, of course, led to uh, tomorrow which is where we're going. So this was December 1st, and it says, To friends and family of Trevor Thompson, this is my farewell to social media. I have to leave before I incorrectly conclude that you're all horrible people. That's a great start. 
Before I become so cynical as to believe that you're all a bunch of automatons, the product of a society now too far gone and sick to survive. I thought I could handle it. I thought I could drastically reduce the amount of scrolling I do of a day. I realized that I couldn't when I started coming here to only to talk to people on the messenger. I'd be talking to someone, and then they'd take a few minutes to get back to me, and in that time, my impatience would kick in, and I'd start scrolling again. Maybe I should describe what I'm seeing when I scroll. Much in the way that Mr. Trump has forced the ugly side of America to show its face to the stunned rest of us who didn't know that side existed or didn't want to believe it, social media has done the same, brought out a dark ugliness in all of you that had previously been curbed. Every one of you, myself included, has at one point or another used Facebook or Twitter as a platform to belittle and bully either an individual or group regardless of the motivation. It's a fool's errand, though. You're not changing anything by posting these memes or getting in these arguments. Yes, discussion is the key to change, but none of you can engage in discussion without losing all composure or, worse still, unfriending someone. I would never advocate bombing the White House. I'm a pacifist. But if someone actually tried to do that, heaven forbid, they'd be, by definition at least doing the closest thing any one of us has ever done to making real change. There is a they, as my, and Michael Jackson was right. They don't care about us. So unless you're willing to fight as dirty as they are, quit sharing these videos. You're literally only doing it because it feels good, which is fine. But close the door when you masturbate. Damn. <laughs> God damn. If that's TMI, then think of it as a segue. I want to talk a little bit about what we share. The things that make us click the share button. I'm not completely giving up my account. I will continue to post jokes from my stand-up act on occasion and stuff for Ferris Wheelhouse. And if ever there was something you should share, it's your friend's artwork. Always, 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 always. That part I definitely still agree with. I don't give a fuck if your family doesn't like Pokemon. Share your friend's Pokemon video. Who cares if you're embarrassed that your cousin is a Bible-thumping conservative? They took the time to make a video about their top five Jesus quotes, so fucking share that shit. Good point, too. And, of course, no person engages in such activity with a crummy motivation. Everyone thinks they're being righteous. But most of the time, the memes and videos you post and share aren't being seen by people you want to influence, mainly because so many people these days don't want to associate with anyone who doesn't agree with them, which, in my view, is the antithesis of existence. And if they do see them, it only causes more friction because no one is able to debate unemotionally. We're turning into little girls. That last line shouldn't offend you, by the way. Girls. If you're a woman and that line offends you, congratulations, you think of yourself as a girl, and that's part of the problem. The other part is the men who want to bed you that help enable those thoughts. Women are grown-ups who can think and function for themselves. Why think of yourself as anything less than that very wonderful thing? I used to admire people who could debate properly. Now there's no one left to admire unless you count the people to, who have completely given up on social media. I was getting really sick of hearing about yet another entertainer who was canceled their social media accounts and traded their, traded their smartphones for a flip phone and thinking, holy shit, how amazing is that? I was sick of thinking that that was some kind of radical leap. Is it truly radical to be a nonconformist? It shouldn't be. And with net neutrality and potential employers checking people's social media accounts as a deciding factor for employment, what freedom do you truly have to be on yourself online anyway? Both of these things are a gross invasion of privacy, and we're all, we all allowed it to happen. You want to know what I buy and jerk off to? You want to know the risk? What? You... You want to know I think you want to know what I buy and what I jerk off to? You want to know if the rate if I think racist jokes are funny? Do it the honorable way. Take the risk and hire me. Fair is fair after all. It's a risk for the employees too. 
We don't know until about the third week whether or not the com- the company just sucks or really sucks. Besides, all the information you need about whether or not I'd be a good employee is in my resume. Read that and stay the fuck off my page. Now, the easiest thing for someone to say about this is that I'm becoming antisocial or a shut-in, but that's ridiculous. Well, it's not ridiculous. I do stand-up at night, podcast once a week, and drive for Uber. Yeah, that's the, that's the fucking life. <laughs> I love talking to people and finding out their deal. To quote Pacino in Devil's Advocate, I'm a fan of man. <laughs> Hell, talking to people is the only reason I'm still here and on the messenger every day. It's my very love of people that is driving me away from all of this. The other frivolous thing someone might say about my wanting to turn my back on the news and social media is that ignorance is bliss. If you don't read the news, you're uninformed, but if you do, you're ill-informed. Quote. Well, I don't know about that, but I do know it's been a long time since I felt any bliss at all. So if you're one of the 10 or 12 people on here that I talk to every day, please DM me your email address if I don't have it already, and we'll continue our conversations there. I love you all, and we'll continue, to, and we'll continue to. But we've got to stop meeting like this. It's not the way. Yours, Trevor Lee, me. And then at the bottom, I put two quotes, like a douchebag. The first one is from George Carlin. I love and treasure individuals as I meet them. I loathe and despise the groups they identify with and belong to. I'm a personal optimist, but a skeptic about all else. What may sound to some like anger is really nothing more than sympathetic contempt. I view my species with a combination of wonder and pity and root for its destruction. My motto, fuck hope. And my last quote is by Mr. Rogers. I hope that you'll remember even when you're feeling blue that it's you I like. It's you yourself. It's you. It's you I like. So then I, uh, I, I, I left for a little while. A couple months, I think, like two months. And uh, that's, that's when, uh, yeah, we just, Amy and I just started being together. Not going to go into that, though. But uh, before long, you know, she, of course, said, we need to get, we need to meet up. And I said, of course, you know. Um, And uh, that's when we came up with the idea for the flux capacitor, which is what makes time travel possible. Sorry. Um, That's when we uh, came up with, um, you know, what we call Project Cobra, what I call Project Cobra, what we, <laughs> I guess she she calls it that too. We call this little excursion uh, Project Cobra, where we go and meet up. Um, and um, yeah, so we uh, we tried to think of something, you know, when it wasn't going to be, uh, we, you know. Oh, wow. Wait a minute, folks. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, we, we, we thought about, you know, what time to, to go out to where we're going. And I guess, uh, I don't know. I guess we should have pushed it a little later because now I have to repack. I think I mentioned this earlier. I needed to re, I need to, I packed for, uh, <laughs> Like, uh, you know, mostly, uh, mostly warm weather and, uh, it is not going to be warm at all. There's going to be a couple days of sunshine, but there more than anything are going to be storms. So that's why I mentioned the storms thing at the beginning. Now, another thing that you need to know about the storms is that when I told Amy, about my love of storms because of uh, what happened when we were kids. Um, 
she revealed to me that she loves it. She loves storms when doing that very same thing and watching them and stuff and turning off the lights and everything and just watching it. And, um, she actually said, you know, when I told her that she goes, Oh my God, I actually fell more in love with you just now knowing that, you know, <laughs> that you're so into that. So if nothing else, we'll get to storm watch together. I don't know. I think, uh, I certainly think this, I, I hope this goes well. Um, but, uh, more to the point, I think it will, but I, I certainly don't, uh, I certainly don't know. Um, this is another big, this is another big leap for, for the, for the kid. But, um, she's, she's involved with Ferris Wheelhouse now. You know what I mean? If you don't know what I mean, I'd be happy to explain it. Just as soon as I'm done stretching during my podcast. I do want to explain, though, yeah, a little bit about her uh, uh, incursion into Ferris Wheelhouse. She went out and bought herself a laptop and also uh, Adobe uh, Premiere, which is the which is the main program that I use to edit um, everything. I uh, I do uh, all my all of my audio, even the, the audio for videos, in Adobe Audition, which is the same thing we do the this for you know all of our podcasts on. But she went out. Because she knew that uh, I, I mentioned that I, you know, what I missed was uh, the early days of having Ferris Wheelhouse with uh, two other people. At least the dream of what Ferris Wheelhouse was, not the reality of it. Which was, you know, if I got, you know, backed up on a project or something, I could have somebody, you know, help me out. And you know, I just needed help. You know, I didn't want to have to do everything myself, uh, and I needed editing help especially. Um, and so she, apropos of. You know, I mean, I'm not going to say she'd never wanted to do anything before, but she certainly never had ambitions of being an editor. But, uh, you know, she's a writer. You know, she's written a lot of stuff, and she's funny. Um, but um, she never uh, had a filmmaking kind of thing. But she went out and got this program and is currently learning it and has taken footage from me that I sent to her uh and started cutting stuff up and so she's already she's already contributing more than uh uh what matthew and janine did you know on in the long run uh not the short run or or in the short run not the long run i don't know so um you know and uh the new looney tunes critic videos i have a a uniform now She's getting the old shirt that you see me wearing in those videos that, that discuss. Sean hates that shirt. Uh, he doesn't hate the shirt, but he hates the fact that I, I rarely button it and my chest hair comes out. Uh, but uh, that's understandable because Sean's in love with me. And um, he doesn't like to be reminded of it. But uh, Amy's getting that shirt because I've got a whole new uh, uniform. And uh, I don't want to spoil it, but part of what it in- involves are... Uh, old vintage Looney Tunes patches. And I've had them for about two years. No, God damn it. I'd had them since 2011, 2010, when I lived in L.A. The first year I was in L.A. and I was staying with a, with a girl named Jessica in uh, just on the corner of Beverly Hills. And we went to a, uh, what do you call it, a flea market, I guess? I don't know. It wasn't a flea market, but uh, anyway, we, we, we found these uh, vintage patches uh, it was Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck and uh, Bob Clampett, uh, the, one of the directors of the old cartoons, uh, wore it in a movie that he made himself uh, in the seventies about the you know that showed the old cartoons and talked about the history a little bit. Um, and she found you know I said I was like those were hard to find. She found like four more of them 
and on eBay and got a hold of them. So it's, you know, this, uh, this chick's really cool and, uh, she's down. So, um, yeah, maybe there won't be any more need for these shows. And the other reason that there might be no more shows is that she might, uh, be completely crazy and kill me. And then there would definitely be no more shows. So it's more than likely that this is the last show ever than an installment, you know, like the other ones. (laughs) But we don't know, do we? Only time will tell. My, My ideal hope and my dream for this is that she... She's, um, she's, she feels as much as the one for me as I do her and all that other crap. And we, uh, we can, we can make something together. And I'm not just talking about Ferris Wheelhouse. That's the hope. And, uh, I'm willing to sacrifice all the other crap for a chance at it, you know. And I think she is too. So let's just leave it at that. You women hating motherfuckers. Yeah. All right, guys. Let's uh, let's leave it at that, and uh, and just just back out slowly. No, seriously. I uh, keep uh, keep listening to Ferris Wheelhouse and all this other stuff, and who knows? It's never really the end. But uh, until next time, if there is a next time, I'm Trevor Thompson. Head of the household here at Ferris Wheelhouse, and this has been Trevcast, aka the Mail Room. By Ferris Wheelhouse. FerrisWheelhouse.net.